This is the Follow Jesus Discipleship Series. Come along and let's go deeper together. Hello, welcome to episode 4 of the Follow Jesus Discipleship Teachings or Series. How have you been? Hope your week has been great. Hope you followed the last episode where we talked about how why and what as it pertains to what you listen to, watch and read. And I hope you've been able to take note of the things you're going to consciously consider when you're going to watch, read or listen to a thing. Today we are talking about the virtue called patience. I'm going to share a story with you and we'll read scripture as well. Um, the virtue called patience. You see, one of the difficult things we um, find hard to exhibit or to leave out is, is patience. We are very quick in nature. And when I say nature, I'm talking about human without Jesus. Even with Jesus, we need grace. We're very quick, we're very, you know, quick to do things. But we really won't talk about the virtue called patience. Patience is extremely important when it comes to our call, when it comes to our primary and our secondary call. Primary call being the call to follow Jesus, basically follow him. He says in his word that we should follow him and he will make us fishers of men. That's the primary call, follow Jesus. And the secondary call is service. You know, the works and, and the things we do, you know, in following Jesus. And I will say that both of them are very important. That is the first or the secondary, I mean the primary or the secondary. You can't um, have one without the other. You can't do service without knowing the master either in the kingdom, which, by the way, whatever service we're doing, maybe, you know, either in the kingdom or outside the kingdom, if I can use that word. I mean, I'm talking about either in church or at your workplace, your secular, you know, workplace, you carry the kingdom. So the kingdom doesn't end in church. So whichever one it is, when it comes to that call, both are important. Your primary and your secondary work together. You know, to be able to do service effectively, you need to know Jesus. You need to follow Jesus. You need to know how he wants you to do it. So that being said, I, I will tell you this story. There was a time in my life where I felt I had what it took. And I learned that... Um, that's one of the things you don't want to say when you come to God, when you come before Jesus. Don't, don't say those words. Don't say things like, oh, you know, I have, a, I have what it takes, Lord. You know, I learned that in, in life. And there was a period in my life where, where I felt like I had what it took as it pertains to ministry and 
service. And I would see people do the same things I can do, or even I can do it better than they, they, they can do it. And I'll be angry, you know, like, how come I'm not given the opportunity to do the same thing that they are doing? How come they get to have that opportunity to sing or get to have the opportunity to lead or whatever it is? Why? I mean, I can do it better. They can't even sing well. They can't even talk well, you know. And I had that for a while. And during that period, I never got the opportunity to do anything. Well, maybe for one thing, the one thing I didn't like. But I never got the opportunity to do the things I felt I really should be doing. And I just felt, you know, I was angry. Just felt, what's going on? You know, doesn't make sense. You know, I should be doing this. I'm better at this. I have what it takes. I mean, when it comes to qualification, I have what it takes. And I, I should be doing this. That person should not be doing it. And I never got the opportunity to. And there was a time I got close to getting an opportunity. I was to lead, you know, worship. And a prominent person was coming to service that day. That was the church I was attending. And so that was a good platform, if I could use the word. And I practiced, and everything went well, you know, practice. Feeling myself and feeling good. And then the pastor comes and says, um, because of the person coming tomorrow, I think it would be best that this person handles the worship, you know, the service. And I thought, how? Why? I practiced. It was good. What, what, what problem do you have against me? What's the, what's the problem? And I had questions, and I was pained. I was hurt. I was unhappy. And the person they said should handle it happens to be my very close friend. Yes, my very close friend had to take my place and do what I was supposed to do. And I wasn't happy. I mean, not that she's my friend, but I wasn't happy because I have practiced. It's a big platform in quotes, a big stage. This person is coming and now I can't do this. I was very hurt, very pained. I went home. I had to still be at rehearsals anyway. I went home and when I got home, I locked myself in and I cried and cried and cried. I was like, God, what is all this? You know, I know there is a call upon my life. I know. So how can I be so close to this? And then they took it off me. Why? What? I mean, like, I cried. I cried. I'm like, this is victimization. You know, I had words. I said all I could. I cried. I had questions. I was like, God, this, this can't be. You know, I, I know that I, 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 I'm good. I know that I have 
what anybody should have. I don't understand and this and this I said all. And I think I was crying and praying. Because sometimes, even when you're talking and you're just lamenting, you know, you're talking to someone and he's hearing. So I, I did that and I was quiet. I mean, I, I cried for not, I'm not talking about 20 minutes, maybe over an hour or two. And I sat down after crying and all of this time, he didn't say anything, just probably looking at me to exhaust myself, cry, and then when I'm done, we will talk, you know. And then I sat down, quiet. I think I must, by this time I had headache, serious one, and I just laid there, not sleeping. And then he said to me, so, um, my child, you're not happy. I'm like, yes, I'm not, really, I'm not happy. Yes, you're not happy. But the question I have for you is this. Was that really about me or about you? And I thought, how do you mean? Like, if you truly believe that you are called and I called you and you truly trust me and you believe that I called you, why can't you trust me to create a platform for you when I want you to be heard? And I thought, that was the platform they took from me now. And I was like, you don't get it. If you're concerned, and by the way, I would always just say, Lord, I just want to serve you. I just want to worship you. You know, it's you and you. And he was saying to me, if really that's your concern, can't you trust me to create a platform for you if I believe you should be heard? And I kept quiet. And I started to think that if truly it's just about Jesus, and if truly it's for his name to be glorified, if truly I didn't have any other motive for, you know, wanting to sing, which, by the way, remember I told you that, you know, a prominent person was coming, and so that was a good platform. And I started to think, if truly it was just about Jesus, if Jesus opened the door, and Jesus shuts the door. Do I have a problem? Or should I have a problem with that? And I was like, oh, wow. And when the Lord speaks to you, he will, everything within you will shake. You will know that if, you're, if you will be true, you will know that this is the Lord speaking. Because it will really be the opposite most times of what you and I think, of what we're expecting. It's most likely, most times, always the opposite, where that's not what we want to hear. No, that's not what I want to hear. And that's what he is saying. And I said, truly, if, if the purpose is for Jesus to be glorified, then I should trust him enough to give me a platform. By the way, if you think about it, I already have a platform, the greatest platform, which is my secret place with him. 
and I should be satisfied with that and be willing for him to have his way however he wants. If he decides that my secret place, the overflow of my secret place will become, you know, known to men, that's fine. And if he doesn't decide that, I should be satisfied as well with just having the best platform, which is me and him, before him. And so I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. Truly, there was more to this for me. It wasn't just about you being glorified. You know, it was a good platform that they will see me and people will know me. People will see me and they will know that I am talented. I am gifted. I am blessed. It was more for me to show off and, you know, massage my pride. And I said, I was sorry. And you know what? From today, Lord, I cease. I would not, you know, I, like I said to you, I keep that person, I'm better than that person now. This one, I'm better than this one. That one, what was, how can they be having the platform and I don't? And I said, I will never compare anymore. I mean, I was sincere with the Lord. I will never compare anymore. I am fine. If I never get a platform again, it's fine. So long as I have that platform with me and him, just me and him, I'm okay. And I made that decision. I made that promise and I prayed, you know, that was me talking to him. And I left it. And the next day I, I went to church and he told me the people that I, I felt offended me, I should apologize to them, I did. And never compared, you know, like, it's fine. I was joyful afterwards, whatever comes, I'm fine. Because I found my peace where, where it matters the most. And so I, I left it. And you know, the Lord would try the things we say for maybe over two years. Nothing happened. I was just a regular person. I love my time with him, and I enjoy it, so I just stay there. And it was two years, or over two years, like three years after, that the Lord made an opening for me somewhere. He made it, because I wasn't looking for it. And I sang. I wasn't even supposed to be the one. The person that was supposed to come <laughs> didn't show up and said, I just go on. I'm like, no, that's not why I'm here. And I just did what I've been doing in the secret place. And that was it. That was it. And I realized that if you are struggling with wanting to be known, wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard and you are in that place where you just feel time is going nobody can see what i can do i have been quiet all along i have been patient you know i i you know no i don't force nothing and time is going when when are they going to know me when are they going to see me when are they going to notice me when are they going to know that I carry something? 
When are they going to know that there is more to me? If you trust in the Lord and you are truly out for whatever pleases him, he will not fail you. He will come through when he believes it is time. And I'm saying this even as it pertains to our secondary calling, which is service. You know, I want to do, I have this gift, I have this ability, it's fine. Just keep at your primary. Know Jesus, love Jesus. When Jesus believes that there is something for you to say, no power, no demon can stop it. I need to say that to you again. When Jesus decides that there is something for you to say, that it is time for you to speak, it is time for you to move forward, it is time for you to lead, whatever it is, I tell you this, no power, no demon, nobody can stop it. Nobody. So if you will just trust the Lord. And I will read, I will read the scripture now. It's James 1. I like to read it in the TPT version. James 1. We'll read 2 to 4. It says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. You see, patience is truly a virtue. And if you desire it, you can ask the Lord to help you to be patient. And when we are patient on the Lord, the things we need, he will supply. The places we want to get to, we will get there. But we just have to patiently trust his process. Patiently trust his ways. Patiently trust his route. If we don't, we will take steps that we shouldn't take. Because we just think nothing is moving. Nothing is changing. I just need to do something now. So I beg you. For the worship leader, the pastor, the minister, the usher, whichever one it is, the doctor, the banker, because you have a call, whichever one it is you're doing, I would like you to be patient. Let the virtue called patience, called patience, be your watchword. 
Trust the Lord that whatever needs to get to you, he will make it possible. Whatever you need to have, he will make it possible. Whatever platform you think is amazing, if the Lord wants you to get there, you will. And when you're patient, you will grow stamina. So that when platforms shows up, when different platforms show up, you decide with him which one to do. And not just do everything because, oh, there's a platform, let me just go. In your process of being patient, you will develop stamina. You won't be quick to just do. So I beg you, and I, I said this story because lots of people always ask me and say to me, I am gifted, I am talented, you know, nobody is seeing my talent, nobody is seeing what I'm doing, nobody is, you know, noticing me, nobody is giving me a platform. Would you want man's platform that he can take away from you? Or do you want Jesus' platform? It's platform nobody can take. And that platform is readily available to you. It's called the secret place. It is readily available to you. Embrace that platform. Enjoy that platform where it's just you, your Lord, your Father, your Master, just talking. Trust me, the overflow of that, that platform will go to the ends of the earth if that's the will of God for you. So I, I believe I will round up this. I will round up this um, episode. Patience is a virtue. That thing you think you're missing out on and you feel, you know, should be yours. Just patiently trust the Lord for it. And I said something, if you remember anything from this episode, don't come to God with the attitude of, I have what it takes. Come and surrender yourself to him and tell him to make you a worthy vessel. That was one mistake I made and I am grateful to, to God for the opportunity to correct that. I don't have anything. I don't know anything. But if I trust him and I wait patiently for him, he will always sort me out. So I'll tell you today, wait patiently on the Lord. If he has given you that dream, that calling, that assignment, he's faithful to accomplish it in your life. He's faithful to bring it to pass in your life. God bless you. And I will see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful week. I love you. We hope this episode has been of great help to you spiritually. We'd love to answer your questions. Please send them as a direct message on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also leave them as a comment on YouTube. You can also send them via mail to Ministry at gmail.com. 
God bless you.